are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Mariners. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Monday, August 23rd, 2021. This is the Lockdown Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Tiding. It's all this joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. The Mariners are 1-0 in the Matt Andrees era. We're going to be talking a little bit about his addition to Seattle's bullpen later on in the show, even though he didn't even pitch yesterday. We're going to ignore the first two games of the Astros-Mariners series and instead talk about yesterday's much more fun 6-3 win and extra innings down at Minute Maid Park. And then we'll get you set for a very important two-game series between the Mariners and the Oakland Athletics. Plenty of playoff implications in that one, but first... Want to remind you to give this show a follow or subscribe to it wherever you prefer your podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Colby, the Mariners were outscored 30 to 10 in their weekend series against the Astros. They went one and two, which is yet another reason why run differential is bad, especially when analyzing this team in particular. They're going to win close games, and when they lose, there's a good chance they're going to get blown out. That's just kind of been their MO all year, and the good news is they played more close games than not, and they've been able to win quite a few of those. They are 67-58 and 58 after winning by a score of 6-3 to three down in Houston yesterday afternoon. The best news of all, despite the horrendous start to the series, they didn't lose any ground in the AL wildcard race. Of course, they didn't make up any ground either, but a lot of heroes in this come from behind victory on Sunday. Paul Seawald, Ty France, Johan Ramirez. Who do you want to get into first? Um, the forgotten hero, Kendall Graveman. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yes, the Mariners won because of Joe Smith and Kendall Graveman. Funny how that works out. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like you said, a lot of heroes. Ty France, kind of the obvious one. Made the great defensive play, had the game tying home run, the go ahead RBI at the time uh, in the 11th. Uh, he was he was great, you know, as it's becoming usual. But, uh, you know, Tyler Anderson, uh, you know, pretty underrated what he did, uh, especially mm-hmm. considering yep. that his he wasn't like his final line wasn't even indicative of how well he pitched because one of those runs came on a really weird play that Kyle Seager just whiffed on the baseball. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was very unusual for Seager to make, to miss that play and and a run scores as, as a direct result of that. Um, But honestly, if you want to talk unsung heroes, it it is Joe Smith. Um, Joe Smith comes into the game with runners on second and third one out. It's already two to nothing. We've seen how this goes. Uh, You know, it's really hard to come back on, on Houston. And once that, that offense gets going, it's very hard to stop. And Joe Smith comes in and he strikes out the next two hitters and uh, it's only two to nothing. And it keeps Seattle within striking distance and it takes a few innings. And then, of course, Jake Bowers obviously gets a double Mm -hmm. off of uh, Kendall Graveman and then uh, JP dead center field double to drive him in. We'll ignore Mitch Hanniger's follow up at bat. But, uh, (laughs) you know, and then at that point, hey, it only takes one swing to get this thing into extras. And that's exactly what Ty France did. Right guy up at the right time. 
and yep. uh, you know the rest is history. But none of that is possible if Seattle's down three to nothing or even four to nothing. But Joe Smith thankfully came in, and uh, he did what uh, what Kendall Graveman honestly was not able to do. He shut down yep. a rally. So uh, you know, pretty good day for Jerry Depoto acquisitions and Anderson and, and Joe Smith because they got through, got you through six and kept you in the game, and uh, that that shouldn't be overlooked. If you want to talk about consistency, Tyler Anderson is the model of it. In his five starts mm-hmm. since coming over in that trade with the Pirates, three strikeouts, four strikeouts, four strikeouts, four strikeouts, four strikeouts. <laughs> He's gone five and a third, five, five and a third, six, and five and a third in his first five starts. He is uh, just across the board, just pretty much everything that you needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Anderson yesterday, 10 swings and misses. So uh, hey. it's pretty impressive against this uh, this lineup. And, you know, again, it's missing Bregman. Mm-hmm. It's missing Kyle Tucker. But, uh, you know, Altuve, Brantley, I mean, they, they scored 27 runs against yeah, the, yeah. the Mariners in the first yeah. two games. So they're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's, it's you know, it's all, uh, it was all really good. And, and, oh, by the way, one, one other name I want to mention there. Um, Johan Ramirez uh, coming yep. in. Getting the save, Keenan Middleton just did not have it at all, and Johan yeah. comes in and he then they say, "Okay, buddy, bases loaded, one out, we're up by three. Here's Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley. Good luck." And he just slammed the door. He got those two yeah. guys out with ease. Uh, struck out Altuve on a nasty slider, and then he got the the soft line out um, from Michael Brantley. And those are arguably two of the best. I don't know, fifteen overall hitters in all of baseball. Just pure yeah. contact guys. So, uh, yeah, it, it's very impressive um, what, uh, you know, what Anderson and, and you know, it, it's just you don't want to overlook Ramirez and you don't want to overlook Joe Smith yeah. because I feel like a lot of the attention is is going to Paul Seawald, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also shouldn't overlook Drew Steckenrider. So just an overall yeah, great day by every pitcher, not named Middleton. And then, you know, Keenan just he didn't have it. And uh, that happens sometimes. So. Uh, and good on Scott service to, yep. you know, recognize what was going on there that, that, that was not working and, and to make the call to, to mm-hmm. Johan Ramirez. Uh, you know, he didn't have many options. He spent most of his bullets already out of the bullpen. You know, the other option that he had really was Eric Swanson. Right. And that was it. You know, mm-hmm. Steckenrider well, went, Smith went, he had uh, injuries. Seawald went, well, he had Andres as well. Right. But he's, and we're going to get to Andres in a little. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want to talk about Ty France again real quick. You know, he became just the second player in Mariners history to have a game tying RBI in the ninth inning and go on to drive in the go ahead RBI in extra innings of the same game. Jim Presley was the other doing so on April 8th, 1986 against the California Angels. That was actually opening day that mm-hmm. year. France continuing just to have a really, really strong road trip and has come up in a big way on multiple occasions over the last week. Yeah, you know, his batting average is all the way up to 292. Uh, yeah. there's, it's not a great chance, but there is an outside shot that, you know, Ty France could win the batting title this year. Um, again, it's, it's not a likely, and I would say it's almost a 0% chance, but, uh, you know, Brantley leads the American League at 319. He's at 292. France is hitting about 350 uh, since his return from the wrist injury. So, uh, yeah, you know, he just continues to hit uh, and, uh you know, he just finds a way. He's just, he's a, he's kind of a throwback. You know, he, he's a, doesn't, doesn't walk a ton, uh, gets hit by a lot mm-hmm. of pitches though, but
but he has a high average. He uses the whole field. And uh, if you make a mistake, he'll turn on it and he'll hurt you. So I, I heard um, Jason Churchill over at the Baseball Things podcast. Uh, he he compared Ty France, and I think you'll like this one. He compared Ty France to Paul Goldschmidt. And if that's Minus the type the speed, of, of course, yes, of course, obviously <laughs> Ty France is, is, I mean, Daniel Vogelback slow. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if he's Ty France minus, or if Ty France is, is Paul Goldschmidt minus the foot speed, that is a, uh, heck of a player. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, and you can kind of see it, you know, he, he's yeah. going, he's going to hit 300 one year. Maybe maybe multiple years. He's just a complete all around hitter, and he's and he's still getting better. That's the scary part. Yeah, he's been so good for this team, and I think there's pretty much no question about it now at this point that he's probably the team MVP out of uh, coming out of yeah. this year. He's been incredibly valuable to the team, especially over the last few weeks and this road trip. Especially, you think about the the last game in Texas, and now you think about this game, and they desperately needed to at least win one in Houston and they got that and that makes what was just an embarrassing start to the series kind of just fade away and you can take that win and feel pretty solid about it and go into Oakland three games down and uh, see what happens Mm -hmm. Um, so coming up we're gonna get into that A's series uh, at the end of the show but first we're Going to focus on Matt and Drees. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about the new Mariners reliever. But first, I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and called it their best sleep ever, I had to order one for myself. And guess what? They were pretty spot on. Now, I'm no elite athlete, but I do, you know, stuff. And Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like any other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night. It has zone reflex layers that adjust with me in all my weird sleep positions. And trust me, I do sleep in some weird positions. So I never awaken with a stiff neck or sore back. And it's antimicrobial. Molecule Mattress is how elite athletes and yours truly get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule Mattress risk-free for 100 nights, and if you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with promo code locked on. Again, save 20% with promo code locked on at onmolecule.com. Before yesterday's game, the Mariners added a new face to the 26-man roster, right-handed reliever Matt Andres. He's 31 years old, originally drafted by the San Diego Padres in the third round of the 2011 MLB draft, made his MLB debut in 2015 with the Tampa Bay Rays, and has bounced around over the last few years between Arizona, Anaheim, and Boston. Starting this year with the Red Sox, things did not go well for him. 603 ERA, 470 FIP. 37 and a a third innings pitched. A lot of blue on his baseball savant page, which, if you don't know, is really bad. Uh, Ninth percentile in average exit velocity. Eighth percentile in hard hit rate. Seventh percentile in ex-woba. First percentile in expected batting average. That means he's quite literally been one of the worst pitchers in baseball in that category. Seventh percentile 
in expected slugging, 14th percentile in whiff rate, 37th percentile in chase percentage. There is some good news, however. The fastball and curveball spin rates are still above average. He's in the 73rd and 78th percentile in those categories, respectively. He's only walking 2.65 batters per nine innings, averaging a little over a strikeout per inning. He has some experience being stretched out as a starter, but has only started one game since the end of 2018. But overall, this seems like a pretty solid flyer for the Mariners to take, uh, especially at this point in the season. But what are your thoughts on Andrew Scalby? Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. I, I think we've thought of him as a Depoto guy in the past. Um, throws a ton of strikes. Uh, certainly has the high spin rates, uh, particularly on the fastball that uh, Jerry's staff techni- or, uh, typically looks looks at. And uh, you know, for Andres, you don't have to go back all that far to see a pretty solid pitcher. Last year, you know, mm-hmm. not not great, but things like hard hit rate, fifty seventh percentile. Xwoba 64th percentile, X batting average 70th percentile. Um, and, you know, again, that was just a year ago. And, and you go back even one more year and it, it looks a little bit better. So Andres has a pretty good track record of being a solid, you know, major league quality pitcher. He, he's, he's not a he's not a number three starter. He's not a high leverage guy. But this is a guy who should be able to come in. And, you know, we see these things like, when Logan Gilbert, right, goes out and he gets shelled. Well, how do we get from the fourth inning to the eighth inning? We use Matt Andrees, and Andrees is just good enough that you might actually, you know, pitch well enough that you can kind of start to make a comeback as opposed to, you know, pouring, uh, throwing poor Robert Duggar out there and just, you know, telling him to take it on the chin um, and then unfortunately DFAing him after he did that for you. Um, yeah, Andres, pretty good guy. Uh, you know, he, he might go multiple innings, but whenever Seattle acquires a pitcher, you have to be pretty interested because they have a pretty good track record with turning arms like Andres around. So maybe it's a mm-hmm. pitch usage change. Maybe it's something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year is just last year. Opponents uh, were hitting 175 off of his fastball. 196 off of his changeup and 091 off of his curveball. So uh, spin rates didn't go down significantly. This isn't a, a spider tack type of thing. It's just something needs to change. And maybe the Mariners feel like they know exactly what to do. And uh, you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. And you mentioned Robert Duggard there. You know, the, he wore the uh, that one game against the Astros and <laughs> gets DFA'd for it. He was called up for Diego Castillo, who went on the 10-day IL with right shoulder inflammation. And you could kind of see that one coming, right? The velocity was up and down for him. And, um, uh, you know, you just you saw some uncharacteristic things out of Castillo catching a lot of plate. Obviously, he really struggled down in uh, Texas, you know, on on two separate trips down there. So, um, you know, what's the level of concern here with Castillo? And um, how are you feeling overall about that? It's, you know, it's a, it's a bummer, you know, first and foremost, and it is a shoulder Mm -hmm. thing, which is concerning. Uh, You know, Justin Dunn has dealt with shoulder issues all year and we see what kind of toll that is. And, and I, I would suspect that we're not going to see Castillo this year. You hope it's nothing enough to require surgery. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's it's obviously not good. You know, it, it's it's a bummer uh, because that was a that was a big addition and that that you know was going to set you up nicely. Um, unfortunately, now some other guys have to step up, so it uh, it's a bummer. Uh, we'll wait and see. You know what the MRI show and whether or not it's a long term thing or not. Uh, but yeah, it, it certainly looked uh, you know like Castillo wasn't. A hundred percent, you know, his, his arm slot had actually dropped a few inches, which, you know, would make sense um, if you have a shoulder issue uh, and it just flattened out the slider and the velocity wasn't there. So again, mm-hmm. you hope this is just a, a rest thing and you, and you move on, but uh, we have to wait and see, but uh, obviously it's not, it's not good news, uh, you know, in the short term, but hopefully it doesn't turn into bad news in the long run. All right, we're going to wrap things up with a look at tonight's upcoming series with the Oakland Athletics. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options? Then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. It's that time of year again and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus and be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo Make-A-Bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games so don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season bet online your online sportsbook experts so the mariners and a's are getting after it tonight at the oakland coliseum a quick two-game set but an important one nonetheless the mariners are three games back on the a's who are currently tied for the second wild card in the american league and they're slumping right now they've had some injuries they're three and seven in their last 10 games and they've only scored one run in their last 14 innings played but of course the mariners offense hasn't been all too great as well pitching matchups in this one tonight it's marco gonzalez who's been excellent over his last few starts for the mariners against former Mariners prospect Paul Blackburn. And then on Tuesday, a really interesting one that I'm sure we'll get into more tomorrow. But uh, Chris Flexen versus Cole Irvin, who, of course, disparages the Mariners offense after allowing four runs on 10 hits to to them back in uh, May. And what did he do? 
in his response to that, uh, he allowed another four runs on five hits to the Mariners in July. And the Mariners naturally had some fun with that. But overall, you know, just looking at the series, of course, the, the Mariners won't be able to leapfrog the A's with a sweep, but they'd certainly make things a lot more interesting in the wildcard race with one. What do you think we'll see out of the Mariners tonight, tomorrow, Colby? Well, you, you hope you see offense again, kind of the running theme of the month of August. Um, but yeah, you need to continue to pitch well. Uh, bullpen got used pretty heavily yesterday, but again, they weren't used at all on Saturday, thanks to Robert Duggar, who uh, kind of went down with the ship, so to speak. Uh, so bullpen's in okay shape. They do have the off day on Wednesday, which should help them kind of you know, maybe be a little bit more aggressive there, but it would be nice to see Marco go out and give you six or seven quality innings. Um, and then, you know, the offense, look, you're not getting Manaya, You're not getting, you know, Bassett. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, hope he's doing okay. Uh, you're not getting Montas. So you're, you're kind of getting oh, and Oakland's not playing super well right now. They've lost Loriano. Um, you know, they, they did add Marte, but bullpen's still not great down there. So, there's an opportunity here. You're, you're catching Oakland at the right time. So hopefully you go down there, you take care of business. You know, you would like to win at least one. Um, but you know, obviously a sweep is, is preferable and it's on the table, but basically don't get swept. And it's a pretty good series down there. Um, you, you get home, get the off day, go up against the Royals. Whereas I believe the, the, uh, A's are going to have to play the Yankees. So, um, Ooh. Yeah, and the Yankees are the hottest team in baseball right now. So there, there's a non-zero chance that uh, you know you go down there, and even if you even if you sp- just split with Oakland, there's a non-zero chance that uh, we get on the mics next Monday and Seattle has leapfrogged Oakland. Um, and if they if they sweep this two game series, I, I think that's a strong possibility. Yeah, this is um, things are starting to go pretty well for the Mariners in terms of just scoreboard watching and i know you you don't want me to talk to you about it until they're they're two games behind which could be the case tonight after yep. tonight's game mm-hmm. tomorrow I, I, you might be forced to talk to me about it but I, I won't i won't make you talk about it now but i just you know you look at the teams and uh, ahead of them right now the red Sox are slumping right now they've been mm-hmm. really bad you think that the mariners are going through it a little bit so the red Sox have been who they, they lost pretty bad to the to the rangers at fenway park the other night i think they're winning right now as we're recording against the rangers their game uh yesterday got rained out due to the hurricane stuff on the on the east coast by the way anyone listening on the east coast hope hope you guys are doing all right and staying safe um but um yeah you know it's just every every team ahead of them is is just kind of in the same place where they are where you know the Mariners right now offensively really slumping you know, they just haven't been able to put things together consistently. The pitching has been m- nice for the most part, aside from that game in Texas and, and obviously the first two games. Um, you know, it's just uh, if everything that they needed to happen has kind of happened in terms of the wild card race right now. Obviously, Yankees becoming the hottest team in baseball, as you said, is not great. That does not help things. But in terms of just getting to that wild card, too. The two teams that they're chasing right now, the Red Sox and the A's, not doing so hot. And the Blue Jays have also really fallen off. They've lost a couple to the Tigers now at home. Their struggles just continue to go on after a right. really bad road trip for them. So, um, 
you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, it's not like the, uh, the Mariners really dominating either themselves. You know, it seems like all these teams are just kind of limping to the finish line for Seattle a chance to se- possibly Seattle seven and three in their last. That's 10. true. That's true. That's true. You That's do true. that. The rest, the, you do that the rest of the year. You're making the playoffs. So, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just right now. It's just, you know, you see some signs it, that hard. say that yeah. it's, that it's a lot worse than seven and three, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it just it feels feels Most worse than offense. that. It's, yeah, <laughs> and it's plus you you know you take into account that they were, they played six games against Texas recently, and um, you know they went against the slumping Blue Jays, and then they go into Houston and just get waxed in the first two games. So that's just it, it's it's hard to feel super uh, optimistic about the Mariners right now. But yeah, certainly right now I think. You stack them up against the the Red Sox, the Blue the Blue Jays, and the A's right now, where all those teams currently stand, and you you gotta feel at least pretty decent about their chances, uh, where you know everything currently falls. We'll see though. Um, right. One you know, one one thing of note here that might yeah. actually come into play: um, Seattle has one day off a week for the next four weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which you know. Again, for a guy like Logan Gilbert, who's struggling to get to the finish line, for a guy like Yusei Kikuchi, who's been hit or miss the last really, you know, eight weeks, um, having that extra day, right? That mm-hmm. that could really help. So you know, they get they get the yeah. off day on Wednesday uh, this week, and then next week it's Thursday, and then the next actually the next three weeks they get Thursday off. So um, mm. hopefully they can use that to their advantage. Um, I'm not sure how that stacks up for other teams. Uh, but yeah, having, you know, three weeks in a row and, and four or five or sorry, four weeks in a row and then five of six weeks with just six games on the schedule mm-hmm. seems beneficial to a team like Seattle, especially. Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, with the guys that you mentioned, the guys that are really slumping in the, in the rotation right now, you know, Kikuchi's been rough to watch for the most part since the all-star break. Gilbert's been, you know, downright atrocious over the last few starts. And, you know, I, I still think that he, he probably shouldn't make his next start, but you don't really have other options. And we've talked about that ad nauseum on the show. Um, but yeah, not a, not a great spot, uh, spot to be in with those two guys, but hopefully the off days give them a little bit of a boost because you, you could really use that. If you can get all these fives pit, you know, all five of these guys pitching how they were, um, you know, uh, about a month ago, Mm-hmm. then you're in a you're in a pretty good spot you're in a pretty good spot especially with you know some of the injuries going on around you uh on these other teams that you know and just the slumping that's been going around on these other teams that that you're chasing right now so um definitely not the most unfavorable spot to be on they're they're in a pretty good spot right now three games back obviously that's pretty hard to make up you know it's uh, over a month's time you know it's a lot harder than probably a lot of people think initially but uh i i I don't know i think they're right in the middle of this thing so we'll we'll see and uh especially if they can get a sweep here in oakland that would be massive that'd be massive they're one game back where they were right before the trade deadline i mean anything's possible at that point with a month you know and some change to go that's Mm -hmm. you got to feel good about that and seattle's schedule is going to be significantly easier than oakland's boston's and the blue jays and you get Boston as well, right? So whether yep. you're chasing Boston or or uh, Oakland, you're going to play these teams. 
Mm-hmm. So you can be, you know, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily in the driver's seat because they're no. not in the lead right now, no. but they definitely right. have some control over, over how things could go here. Right. I Like they are a team that can make things happen, but despite all the things we just talked about, I mean, what would you say their odds are on a, you know, zero to 100 scale? What do you think? Still like 5%? Ooh, no, no, I, I'm I'm probably a bit higher on that. I think they're about fifteen percent. Okay. Well, if you guys want to find out why, you can go ha- go over to the Control the Zone podcast and listen to this conversation over there. <laughs> yeah, Boom. we're going to be Plug. continuing that on uh, on today's uh, episode of CTZ Mondays on our Patreon. Uh, that's for our tier two and tier three patrons over there. So check out patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, though. Uh, appreciate you tuning in and hope to see you tomorrow as we recap tonight's action against the A's. We're also going to talk about if the Mariners should re-sign Tyler Anderson this offseason. But if you want to keep the Seattle sports talk going, check out today's episode of Locked on Seahawks. All-pro defensive tackle Geno Atkins is visiting the Seahawks today. We'll see if maybe that comes together. So uh, check out Corbin Smith on there and uh, you know he'll get you set for next week's preseason game against the Chargers and maybe talk a little Geno Atkins. All that good stuff. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez, and this has been Locked On Mariners. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11, C-P-A-T-1-1. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.